Gray is here on the Blaze Radio Network. Welcome. 888 Also at Pat Unleashed on Twitter. You know, we constantly monitor the cable news networks and uh, we marvel every day yeah. at these stinking Liberty Mutual commercials. I never is. Can we please, by all that is good, right, and holy, stop with the Liberty Mutual commercials. Take away their credit card because whatever Someone advertising budget they it. have, it's oh, out of hand. You know, and they're so stupid. They're such bad commercials. And I'm sure somebody in the marketing department is thinking, hell, oh, that's another great one. There's another genius ad. Uh-huh. No. Uh, no. I mean, at least the gecko. It's like it's not a complete and total saturation. Yeah, and, and, and it's, there's it's some kind of, cleverness. Exactly. There's at least some bit. humor Sometimes. there. Sometimes. These are just just d- oh, dug in that stupid limu, the emu. You know what I do love, though? <sighs> the... Uh, Who's the one with Rick, the adult, you know, teacher? The oh, those are good. Teaches you how not to be like your parents. But it's not. Those are so great. It's not effective advertising because I don't even know. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Who is it, Corey? Because those are good. And they're, that's they're me, too. Awesome. It's me, too. Awesome. The, guy, the guy's like, so when do you think we'll be boarding? Uh, three hours and 58 minutes. <laughs> there I am. <laughs> me, too. That's my tendency. Jackie's always like, we don't need to be there until 20 minutes before I'm not going to take that chance. Thank no. Yeah. No. If you want to do that when you're flying alone, go ahead. I'm not doing it. If somebody could please let me know how much. I'm looking it up now, and I can't find a quick answer. I got to know how much money Liberty Mutual is spending in advertising, because I don't watch a lot of TV, and that's all I see I are either. Liberty Mutual commercials. Oh, uh, they're, they're just, they saturate college football. <sighs> saturated. Yeah. <sighs> I hate it. Mm-hmm. I hate it. I mean, it's got to be having the negative effect by now, right? I would think so. Like, like I'm just not going to use Liberty you Mutual don't. just based on their commercials. Right. <laughs> Somebody's got to say, hey, you know what? Maybe these are starting to have a negative effect. Let's do a whole different campaign. Jeez, between the dumb emu, the lemu, or whatever, <laughs> they've decided that's so clever. <laughs> what is what is I feel, that? I feel bad for the guy in the commercial. Even though I've seen it a million times, I know how it's going to go. It's a black dude on a treadmill, and Doug mm-hmm. is like talking Doug. to him. Well, since you asked. And I'm like, he didn't, <laughs> he didn't ask. ask. Don't tell him. He did not ask. Yeah. Hold on, Corby, you got some numbers on this stuff? What are they spending? So Liberty Mutual spent $435 million on ads last year. I believe year. it. Yeah, I believe it. $435 million. Last year. Almost half a billion dollars. And they haven't slowed down this year. They probably picked up the pace, if anything. Oh, my god! If anything, I think it's worse. Yeah, wow. Go away. Wow. That's got to be... Uh, you got to be rivaling Coke uh, in, in marketing expenditure. Huh. Uh, I don't know. Yeah, that's amazing. Wow. Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. 93 Get this great video from Kamala. Uh, see if you can make... Heads or tails out out of this. She uh, somebody put together a really funny uh, <clears throat> event, sort of that she was speaking to. Oh, okay. Yeah, but she she eats no for breakfast. She'll explain it to you. I have a motto. Okay. Mm-hmm. I drink, I eat, and drink no for breakfast. Hmm. <laughs> 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 Don't hear it. Don't hear it. (laughs) 
God bless you. May God bless America. <laughs> Somebody did a nice job putting that together. <laughs> I don't know what the real, the actual audience reaction was, but that yeah. is nicely done. And I eat and drink no for breakfast. Because <laughs> we did another, wow. uh, I forgot what it was. Nice um, motto. But uh, where they interspersed the crowd there from mm-hmm. uh, coming to America. And uh, I forgot what it was. But anyway, so I think a lot of people are just basically finding these awkward moments from speeches and putting yeah, them in there. It's really awesome. So good. That's great. <laughs> uh, also, somebody brought something up to us yesterday. We've been playing this video for over a year now. And we played it again yesterday. I can't remember what brought it up. But, well, we had a new angle on it mm-hmm. or something. Yeah. And, and the, the, the audio was a lot clearer. But it's Biden berating the guy who's asking him about gun control. And uh, we didn't see if you notice a line that we haven't noticed until yeah. it was pointed out to us. For countless hours under the Trump administration, I'd like you to explain how you plan to not only keep us working, but how you intend on getting the union vote when there's a large portion of the union workers that are gun enthusiasts and you are actively trying to diminish our Second Amendment right and take away our guns. You're for- all right, thank now, you. Now, shush. Mm. Shush. I support the Second Amendment. Second Amendment, just like right now, if you yell fire, that's not free speech. And from the very beginning, I have a shotgun, I have a 20 gauge, a 12 gauge, my son's hunt. Guess what? what? You're not allowed to own any weapon. I'm not Whoa, taking your wait, gun away what? at all. You need 100 rounds. So you're you're, you're, no, you're not allowed to. Pause. I did not say that. Okay, so. He supports the Second Amendment, mm-hmm. but you're not allowed to own a gun? Uh, uh, <laughs> maybe you don't fully understand the Second Amendment. That is incredible. Yeah, they, I, I don't know how we missed that line. I don't know. Big thanks to uh, Ramo, Pathead Ramo, for uh, Yeah, thanks for sending us. that to us. But I mean, he says, plain as day, you don't have a right to own any weapon. Full stop, right? I mean, did I mishear that? Can we play the last play few seconds again. of that? Just yeah, play it back. You're not allowed to own any weapon. Yeah, not you're not allowed it. to own any weapon. <laughs> what? He didn't qualify that at all. Not at all. He didn't say you're not allowed to own mm-hmm. any weapon that has more than whatever in the chamber. He didn't say anything like that. So that, that. Was, his, that was his true feeling. You're not allowed to own any weapon. We we allow you to in certain mm-hmm. circumstances, and you're lucky we do that. Mm-hmm. That's what he's saying there. This guy's an absolute nightmare. I'm telling you, he is the worst. Presented himself the whole time. I'm a big moderate. I'm middle class Joe. I'm I'm just like you are. I'm one of the gang in uh, in the United States of America. This guy is more extreme than Barack Obama. And he's trying to absolutely finish the total transformation of the United States of America. The job that Barack started, he's finishing. And by the way, they're getting really close to this reconciliation bill and, and the passage of it. They've got it down to one and a half or $1.9 trillion, I don't know. It's not even important. The structure it's what is what's important in this thing. Yeah. And they, everybody's making a big deal that they had to drop the uh, the paid leave. Okay, well, I mean, that's good, uh, but that's not the big issue here. Yeah, and that was Manchin getting something else that he wants, 
Um, they're trying to make him happy, which we all know where this is going to lead. Yeah, he's going to vote for it. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> he's going to vote for it. But doesn't this show what one man can do? I mean, this guy, well, two people really. He and Kirsten Cinema have completely changed this bill, at least the money structure of it, because it was three and a half trillion and they were sticking to that. And and he just refused. He refused. And it's now, you know, somewhat under two trillion. Big yeah. deal. But again, that's not the, the important aspect is the structure it creates. Exactly. It's gonna be impossible to get rid of. Once these programs all kick into gear, we're never getting rid of them. It just they're here forever. They're eternal programs. But you're absolutely right. The victory isn't going to be in getting it down from $6 trillion to $1.75 or whatever Biden's going to announce this morning before he leaves for Europe. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, it's what is in the machine. Yep. And won't that be fascinating, uh, watching him in Europe oh. among the other world leaders and <clears throat> with travel and all of that, it's going to be interesting to see if he can hold up and if he can pretend like, you know, he's still somewhat there. The lights are on and somebody's home. We'll see if he can and present that. This, if I'm not mistaken, is going to be an eight-day trip. I think it is, yeah. Uh, that's going to be a lot of exposure. Yeah, that's a grind for him. It's interesting <laughs> that they're trying to pull it off. Uh, and it's his second foreign trip. He hasn't been to the border still. Doesn't need to, really, because he he drove by it once. Yeah, when was this? Uh, 36 years ago. 36? Yeah, 36. No, it actually wasn't. It was... It was 13. 13 years ago. I still, man. 13 years ago. He uh, landed in El Paso and then drove parallel to the border. And somebody said, hey, uh, Senator Biden, that's uh, mm-hmm. that's the border right there. Oh. Oh. Huh. huh. Right down the middle of this. Really? Yeah. Yeah. That's the border. Separates El Paso from Juarez. Huh. Hmm. Seriously. Interesting. I bet at the time that wasn't even mentioned among his circle, right? Mm-hmm. Until recently, when people have been asking, "Why haven't you gone to the border? Why haven't you gone to the border?" and they had to rack their brain, "When have I mm-hmm. been to the border?" Oh, I know. I was in El Paso for five minutes, and somebody pointed out to write that down. Yep. Yeah. And they're counting it. <laughs> and they are counting. I tell you, these people have absolutely no shame, no shame whatsoever. Uh, Merrick Garland was uh, being interviewed grilled by the senate yesterday ted cruz had some interesting moments buckle up this is Uh, gonna be a long clip but it's so worth it man yeah check this out this will give you faith in ted cruz association wrote a letter to the president asking the president to use the department of justice to target parents that were upset at critical race theory that were upset at mask mandates in schools to target them as domestic terrorists On the face of the letter, the letter was in repeated consultation with the White House, in explicit political consultation with the White House. That was on Wednesday, September 29th, five days later. On Monday, so right after the weekend, boom, you pop out a memo, giving them exactly what they want. Now, by the way, I understand that. In politics, that happens all the time. An important special interest wants something. Sir, yes, sir. We're going to listen to them. Let me ask you something, General Garland. In the letter, which you told the House of Representatives was the basis for this abusive memo targeting parents, how many incidents 
are cited in that memo? I have to look back through the memo. Okay. I can't count it. You, you don't know. How many of them were violent? Again, the, the general report. How many of them were violent? Do you know? I don't know. You don't know. There's a reason you don't know. None. Because you didn't care, and nobody in your office cared to find out. I did a quick count just sitting here. During this hearing, I counted 20 incidents cited. Of the 20, 15 on their face are nonviolent. They involve things like insults. They involve a Nazi salute. That's one of the examples. My God, a parent did a Nazi salute at a school board because he thought the, the, the policies were oppressive. General Garland is doing a Nazi salute at an elected official. Is that protected by the First Amendment? Yes, it is. Okay. 15 of the 20 on the face of it are not violent. They're not threats of violence. Mm -hmm. They're parents who are unhappy. Yet, miraculously, when you write a memo, the opening line of your memo, in recent months, there has been a disturbing spike in harassment, intimidation, and threats mm -hmm. of violence. You know what? You didn't look, and nobody on your, on your staff looked. Did you even look up the 20 instances? As I testified, I said, the decision I to make uh, the Senate mm. memo is for an assessment. Did you look up the 20 instances? Wow. No. I did not read. Did anyone on your staff look them up? I don't know the answer, but it's. Uh, not uh, but of course memo. you don't. In general, the there's a no. reason. Look, you started your career mm. as a law clerk to Justice Brennan. You've had many law clerks during the year, during your time as a judge. I was a clerk to Chief Justice Rehnquist. I'll tell you what, if I drafted an opinion for the Chief Justice and walked in and it said, there's a disturbing pattern of violence. Well, Ted, how do you know that? Well, I got an abacus brief here who claims it. <laughs> you would fire a law clerk who did that. You're the Attorney General of the United States. This was not a tweet you sent. This is a memo to the Federal Bureau of Investigations saying, go investigate parents as domestic terrorists. That is not what the memo says at all. It does it, not is it what the letter says? That is not what Is it what the letter says? I don't care what the letter says. You don't care. care? You said it was the basis of your memo. You testified <laughs> under oath before the House of Representatives. The letter nice. was the basis of your memo. Now and you don't care about the letter? The letter and public reports of violence and threats of violence. My memo says nothing about domestic terrorism, says nothing about parents committing any such things. My memo is an attempt to get an assessment of whether there is a problem out there that the federal government needs to... The respond. letter on its face says the actions of the parents could be the equivalent to a form of domestic terrorism. And that is wrong. And, and asks the president to use the Patriot Act in regards to domestic terrorism and directed wow. at parents. And this was the basis of your memo. My memo. The Department of Justice, when you're directing the FBI to engage in law enforcement, you're not behaving as a political operative because a political ally of the president says, hey, Go attack these parents because we don't like what they're saying. Department of Justice, you did no independent research on what was happening, did you? The memo has nothing to do with partisan. Did you do independent research? The memo has Did you no do independent research? The memo has nothing to do okay, you're with not partisan answering that politics. Question. You testified you know nothing about the violent sexual assault that happened in Loudoun County, even though it's one of the bases in this letter. I read about it since then. Okay. You told the House last week you knew nothing about it. Not know at the time. No. Okay. This week, the court concluded that a 14-year-old girl was violently raped by a boy wearing a skirt in the girl's restroom. The school district covered it up. 
released the boy, sent him to another school where he violently raped another girl. The father who Mr. Holly just showed you was the father of, of, of the first girl. He was understandably, do you understand why a parent would be upset when your daughter is raped at school, the school board covers it up and then lies to you and claims there have been no assaults, we have no instances of assaults in our bathroom, and that was a flat-out lie, as the court concluded this week. Do you understand why the parent would be upset? Absolutely, and is any expressions of upset are completely protected by the First Amendment. Except you just called him a domestic terrorist. I never called him that. That's not correct. This letter <laughs> calls him a domestic terrorist. You based a direction to the FBI, an official direction from the Attorney General, on this letter, and I'll tell you what, the, the NSBA is so embarrassed of this letter, they've apologized for it and retracted it, but you don't apparently have the same willingness to apologize and retract what you did. Man. Whoo. That's good stuff. It's good stuff. Uh, it's nice to see some sure is. righteous outrage yeah. in D.C. And State. it reminds you why we liked him in the first place. Yeah. It's exactly the, the Ted Cruz we want to see. Fantastic. Uh, you care about your dog, right? You care about your dog's nutrition. Now, you probably feed them the kibble dog food that comes, you know, sterilized on the store shelf so that it'll last for up to two years. So everything living has been burned out of it. You're just feeding them empty uh, food. I mean, it fills them up, but it doesn't really do anything for them. That's where Rough Greens comes in. You just sprinkle it on top of your dog's food. It has all those essential vitamins and minerals and probiotics and omega oils and Almost everything, anything and everything that your dog needs to be healthier and happier and more active. Like the dog you remember when when they were a puppy. Most dogs love this right out of the gate and will gobble it down immediately. But sometimes, some dogs have a little bit different uh, taste bud system, apparently. And, you know, they, don't, they may not take to it. Now, you can find out which your dog is by getting a free bag to try out for a couple of days free bag of rough greens and all you have to pay is shipping so go to roughgreens.com that's r-u-f-f greens.com roughgreens.com or 833 rough dog this is pat gray unleashed yeah but here's the thing what are we making such a big deal out of these school things for? There's nothing going on at school. Mm-hmm. School's fine. Totally fine. Everything's fine. Don't worry about it. Critical race theory. What? You want your kids to grow up to be a bunch of racists? Is that what you want? <laughs> We're just trying to teach them not to be. That's all. Okay. I mean, the gender stuff in the bathrooms, it's not doing any harm. Don't worry about it. Uh, we have a really good uh, example of that. Mm. A mayor of... Hazard, Kentucky, who's also the principal of Hazard High School, held an assembly with a male pageant. The students came dressed in lingerie and gave laugh dances to the staff. Look at this. This is... Uh, grotesque. This is not good. Crazy? Immoral? Oh, gosh. Uh, this is what we want our kids doing in high school? Seriously? Oh, boy. Maybe A.G. Garland could investigate the schools that are doing stuff like this. Oh, look at that. The girls are in Hooters outfits. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I bet the parents love that. That's fine. Don't worry about that. That's fine. Yeah, parents, don't be 
Don't be getting up in our face over that. Well, it's a good thing you're sending your kids to public school so that they can properly socialize with others. <laughs> what about the social aspect <laughs> of homeschooling? Yeah. You want your kids to grow up stunted socially? You don't want them growing up to give lap dances to their teachers in front of the assembly? <sighs> and becoming baby communists? You don't no. want that? Mm-hmm. What's the matter with you? Yeah, where, where are they going to learn how to recycle? Yeah, right. That's right. That's a good question. Where are they going to learn that we're only nine years away from total extinction? Where mm. are they going to learn that? And I mean, are you at home? Do you have the knowledge, as a professional educator would, to teach your kids that there are how many genders? 97. 97. And mm. I think it's a lowball figure there, no pun intended. Yeah, I think it's probably over 100 now. Right, right, right. Yeah. You going to be able to teach that without a degree in no. education? No. Don't think so. Are you going to let your kids give you a lap dance? Probably not. No. So. No. This is the breeding ground where they can have all of that come to fruition. Uh, That's how great that is. <laughs> Honestly, what's the benefit of public school other than to say, know. hey, at least I'm, you know, getting use out of my property tax dollars. <clears throat> yeah, there's that. That's literally it. There is that. <laughs> but other than that, if you, you know, if you can, I think it is just so necessary right now to take your kids out of that cesspool. Not all schools are cesspools, but wow, there's a lot of them. And they're probably in the majority, the vast majority now, because the progressives have just gotten control. This has been their goal for the last 120 years, and they've accomplished it. They took control of the schools. It's one of the communist goals that's entered into the congressional record from 1963, and it's fully realized they've taken control of the schools. Now, we talked the other day about that school in Louisiana where they were getting all kinds of violence going on. They were having fights among the kids. Kids were being injured badly and taken to the hospital. And there were 23 arrests, 16 arrests, 14 or 16 arrests in one day. And so they were completely out of control at this school. So what happened? One of the dads sent around a sign-up sheet said, hey, you know what? Let's take this into our own hands. Nobody cares about these kids more than we do. Let's patrol the school. Uh, and we mentioned that, but there's a report on that mm -hmm. uh, from one of the local TV stations. Check this out. Not many good news stories begin in such a bad news way. It happened last month here at Southwood High School in Shreveport, Louisiana. Plagued with violence. Over the course of three days, another fight. 23 students arrested for fighting. Massive police response. But strangely, there hasn't been another incident since perhaps in part because of this most unusual crisis intervention team. Nobody here has a degree in school counseling. No majors in criminal justice. Your qualifications are? We decided the best people who can take care of our kids are who? For us. So Michael Lafitte started Dads on Duty. We're out doing what we do for our babies. A group of about 40 Southwood dads who now hang out at the school in shifts. Let's go. Today, any negative energy that enters the building has to run a gauntlet of good parenting. What's going on, buddy? You moving fast. I like that horse. <laughs> I really felt a form of safety. We stopped fighting. People started going to class. How could that be? You ever heard of a look? A look? Dads <laughs> have the power to do that? Yes. <laughs> Not many people know it, but yes. 
<laughs> let's go, let's go. But it's not just the firm stares and stern warnings. Mm. Make it to class, my son. It's also the dad jokes. <laughs> they just make funny jokes like, oh, hey, your suit is untied, but it's really not untied. <laughs> they hate it. They're so embarrassed by it. And it's that perfect mix of tough love and gentle ribbing that dads do so well that has helped so transform great. this school. The school has really just been like happy and you can feel it. Mm. Which is why the dads plan to keep coming to Southwood indefinitely. Because not everybody has the father figure, the father figure at home mm. or a male period in their life. Like so that. just to be here makes a big difference. Do you think you stumbled onto something here? Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Have a good morning. They'd like to start chapters of Dads on Duty throughout Louisiana. What's up, baby boy? And hope to eventually take on the country. All right. Without a fight. <laughs> Steve Hartman, on the road, in Shreveport, Louisiana. What a phenomenal story. That's fantastic. I absolutely love that. So great. I hope that that does become a national oh, thing. Oh, me too. Oh. Me too. That could turn things around. And that's what it takes, just a little involvement from parents, from dads. Kind of does show, you know, that maybe there is something to uh, both parents uh, being around. And maybe that helps. I don't know. Huh. What a concept. Come on now. You mean a male influence is important? They're not just wasted skin? <laughs> oh, man. That's, that's the feel-good story maybe of the year. Yeah. And not a single fight since. And the kids love it. I mean, one of the cops, uh, one of the cops was talking about the violence beforehand, and he said these kids are just out of control. And he said, "What? They're not even. I mean, when I say kids, it makes it sound like they're innocent. These thugs. And now you see the the whole complete difference that this has made just from forty dads." Wow. Showing up and and uh, taking their shift. And think of all the shots of the school that we saw there, all the video shots. There wasn't one police officer in any of them. No, right. Now that you mentioned that, you know. They didn't leave it to the police. Uh-huh. Wow. Brilliant. It, I mean, it was a great story, and it even had the, the fun little uh, reporter guy lockout. They hope to take on the nation without a fight. <laughs> Back yeah. to you. Yeah. So I... <laughs> I like his little pun there. Yeah. But anyhow, I, that's such a great program. And, and man. Tremendous. Worthwhile. And I hope it spreads. And it should be an example to all of us. We just have to be involved in our kids' lives. In every aspect of our kids' yep. lives. At another school, uh, this one, Michigan State University. Mm. In the cafeteria. Okay. What uh, we they were handing out masks. Mm. You know, for kids to go to school with, because I, I don't know if masks are mandatory at Michigan State. I suspect they probably are. Uh, but the sign on the table okay, reads, free masks and gloves for minorities only. <laughs> $10 per item for white people. <laughs> and that's okay. Yeah, that's, that's fine. That's racism fine. against white people is fine. Although that feels like racism against uh, minorities yeah. if you're asking them to wear masks. You know, like, look, we'll give it to you for free. I mean, it wouldn't hurt my feelings not to get the mask. Yeah. It's but, like, oh, no. Oh, shoot. I wanted one so bad. Right. Oh, but I'm white. Shoot. And I don't have $10 on me. Mm -hmm. You know, so I guess I'll go without the mask. All right. Well, my loss. <laughs> 
but it is fascinating to see that we've just we've gone from all right there's dis- discrimination we're trying to end against blacks and minorities to all right we're just going to flip the discrimination onto white people and leave it at that yeah and and it's fine it's mainstream now to be racist against white people absolutely it, feels, it is especially on on these college campuses it's totally cool totally all right um i'm gonna tell you about biden being completely this will be a surprising story to you apparently hmm? he's a little bit about out of touch uh with his priorities really yeah joe biden yeah who saw that coming no huh really not not president joe biden yeah what do you mean out middle of touch? class joe i'd be interested to see where this really? is going <laughs> and uh mansion calling the 15th now this is joe mansion the guy's been holding out for us Calling the they're and part of this new deal is they're talking about a fifteen percent billionaire tax. Oh no, jeez, because they just don't they don't pay any taxes. Is this the unrealized capital gains? Uh, this is part of that, yeah. Uh-huh. But he calls it a patriotic tax. Oh, <laughs> okay, all right, thank you. I want a patriotic tax cut. Yeah, I that's what I'd like to see, but that is not going to happen under this. You're not really as smart as I thought you were. All right, more Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Pat Gray Unleashed. Got some tweets here from Hippie Patriot. As we were talking about the uh, Liberty Mutual commercials a while ago, Hippie Patriot tweets, we remember the worst commercials. That's the power of advertising. Mm. It is agonizing, though. Yes, it is. I'm telling you, though, it's going to backfire. Yes, Liberty Mutual, I'd be canceling my policy if I had them right yeah. now. It's I don't care so if I'd save 99%. I'm not, I'm not getting your product. Uh, Mom's Wizard tweets, it's a good thing I don't have any weapons. I only have personal protective devices. Uh-huh. Yep. The yep. PPDs. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. Because, <laughs> of course, I, everybody knows. I lost, I lost my weapons. That's a shame. In that boating accident in some body of water. I don't know. Uh, Wait, so. some body of water? Yeah, some body of water. I can't remember. It was a lake or a, it seems pretty an ocean. traumatic for you to lose that many personal protection devices. Yeah, well, that's why I remember that it happened on the water, because it was so traumatic. And the deepest part of uh, the deepest water. So it was really deep. Oddly specific for not remembering yeah. where that was. I don't know. It's down there like 30,000 feet or somewhere in there. Wow. So, Yeah. Okay, it sounds like you'd explode trying to get to him. I, so I, I think we narrowed it down that 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 it was in the ocean, Pat. Hmm. Really? Because you said it was. Hmm. No, I'm not sure about that. There's huh? some deep lakes too. Hold on a second. Some haven't been measured. They're so deep. You said it was thirty thousand feet. Yeah. I mean, the uh, Mariana Trench is uh, thirty-six thousand. So I think we're kind of we're, oh. we're kind of honing in on where this must happened. not be the Mariana Trench though, because that's even deeper than my yeah. guns were lost. Okay. So. From Anakin Biden, in regards to not being allowed to own weapons, to be fair with the supply chain mess, Biden has made sure we're not allowed to own anything. Mm-hmm. Yeah, did you see Florida is yes. telling the ships to, hey, stop sitting there in the harbor in Los Angeles. Yep. Come here. We've got 15 deep water ports. Incredible. Yeah. Uh, it'll be interesting to see if anybody takes them up on that. I mean, just the way... In the last 18 months now, 
the way that, that places like Florida have seized on this opportunity, yeah. whereas there are terrible stories of New York, L.A., places where they're cracking down and you have to have vaccines and masks and, and stay at home and all this crap. You know, in Florida, it's like, hey, come to where we're free. And we're taking steps to even be even more free, where he's going after businesses with the mandates. Now this opportunity, baby. Yeah, and they hate this news. This is why CNN's not talking about this. Just two months after experiencing a pandemic high rate of new COVID-19 cases due to the Delta variant, Florida now has the lowest incidence of new COVID-19 cases in continental America. Over the last seven days, Florida has had nine new cases of COVID-19 per day per 100,000 people. Really low rate. They're tied with Hawaii for the lowest rate among the 50 states, and they trail only American Samoa, Puerto Rico, and the U.S. Virgin Islands, well, in the Northern Mariana Islands. But that's because nobody lives there. Except for your guns. <laughs> yeah, maybe. <laughs> maybe. It might be near one of those. Uh-huh. I, I don't know. But the COVID-19 cases in Florida have declined by 90% since a peak of almost 22,000 a day in August when the worst of the Delta wave hit. Southern states and their Republican governors, including Florida, were subjected, of course, to media scrutiny and criticism. And why are you trying to kill people? And now look at it. The South has the lowest rate of new cases per capita in the country's four major regions. While cases and deaths are declining rapidly across the South, the virus is not subsiding as quickly in the Northeast or Northern Midwest. But the good news is it is subsiding just less quickly than it is in the South where we actually have freedom. And where when you don't have a mask on, people don't look like uh, look at you like you're trying to murder them. <laughs> Jeez. I know. And, you know, there are still people, a lot of people that are in the grocery store. I was just in a grocery store yesterday and eh, probably 40% of the people, 30 or 40% had, had masks on and nobody's looking at them askew and neither are they looking at anybody without a mask and condemning them. Didn't seem like it anyway. So at least in Texas, I think people are just starting to go along and get along and decide, okay, if you don't want to wear one, don't wear one. If you want to wear one, go ahead. That's fine too. Which is how it should be. Yeah. Um, and I, I'm just throwing this out there, YouTube. I, I seriously have no idea. But if anybody has any uh, any stats on RSV cases, you know, it's this respiratory thing. It just seems like you're hearing a lot about that lately. And I just wonder if it has anything to do with uh, all the mask wearing. <clears throat> oh. Because uh, it's a respiratory thing. And, uh, right. Mm-hmm. Just uh, as, you, as you might say, my spidey mm-hmm. senses are tingling that mm-hmm. they might be related to masks. Um, and speaking of masks, if anybody knows this answer, if you're an Astros fan or something like that, it's interesting to watch the World Series and you'll see Dusty Baker and half the time they show him in the dugout and he's standing off alone, basically out of the dugout, top step or something, with a mask on, not around anyone. But he'll go out to the mound and he won't be on and he's in a close proximity with everybody. Like, what is Dusty Baker's mask deal? Does anybody know? Because I, I'm not familiar. I love Dusty Baker. This mm-hmm. is not to dig him at all. I just don't understand. It's, a, it's baseball. Could be superstitious. Like, hey, oh, when I wear the mask, be. we score runs. When I don't, I don't know. And so if anybody has any insight on that, I'd love to hear. Tag me at Keith Malinak on Twitter. Yeah. Or call possible. us. Call us if you're an Astros fan. So you can rub it in my face from last night. <laughs> <clears throat> Tied up. One apiece. It is.
Goes back to Atlanta tomorrow? Yes, it does. You know Major League Baseball hates that. I love that they hate that. How dare Atlanta make it to the World Series when we took the All-Star game specifically away from them and put it in Denver where they've got worse laws on voting. And more white people. And more white people. <laughs> Less blacks and worse voting laws. Yeah. I, it I'm doesn't make any sense! So but they couldn't stop Atlanta from hosting the World Series. Yeah. At least for a couple of games Three. until... The Astros put put them down for Excuse good me? and uh, and mm. win the series. Yeah, so it's one to one, one to one. We got the next three games mm. in Atlanta, and mm. uh, and you're down a pitcher. What's his face broke his leg? Charlie right? Morton took a yeah, line yeah. drive off his leg. Now Charlie Morton played for the Astros, right? Didn't he come yeah, from he's the Astros? For a lot of yeah, he's he's yeah, been in he's several been World series. Yeah, he's a winner. So so the Braves technically are down. So we we didn't have our ace all year, Mike Soroka. Uh, we now don't have. Is he tra- back? No, 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 no. It's an Achilles that that he tore playing, and then he tore it again walking through the parking lot in Keith Malinak fashion. Oh, geez. So he didn't pitch at all <laughs> this year. So now we've really lost our two best pitchers. We have two starting pitchers right now mm. as we limp through the series. But we'll see what happens. It's uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, it's a mm-hmm. fall classic and uh, two really good teams squaring off. But uh, yeah, back to Atlanta and uh, MLB and the, the horrible state where they don't want any minorities to vote. Oh, this right here. This right here. This And the tomahawk chop. This will get us kicked off YouTube right here. Yep. How yep. dare you do that? How dare you do that motion? Sorry. And by the way, who's the Indian tribe in the area? The Cherokee. And uh, and they're fine with it, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah the, the, Haven't the, they met with the chief? He's been on during <clears throat> games and stuff. And they actually have a really cool t-shirt with Cherokee, uh, the language. You know, it says baseball. Mm-hmm. I mean, so in other words, the Braves and the Eastern Band of Cherokee Indians have a very close uh, relationship. And he's fine with it, yeah. despite the fact that they took the whole Cherokee Nation. Here we are. And they, yeah. and they put them on that reservation. Yeah, they did. Huh. <laughs> They took away their way of life, mm-hmm. you know, the tomahawk and the bow and knife. Well, they put the tomahawk the on the jersey. Bowie knife. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, they took away their native tongue. Yeah. And taught their stinking English to, to their young. And they, they taught them baseball, too, right? A little baseball game now. Yeah, but all the beads mm-hmm. they made by hand yeah. are nowadays made in Japan or, or even more nowadays. Or to China, yeah, Taiwan. But they sell them in the gift shop. They're pearl necklaces that Jock Peterson wears during right. the game, so you can get right. those still. I will say though that they are proud. They're so proud to live, and uh, so so proud to die. Even yeah. so, we'll see if that tomahawk chop continues. Because you took so many things away from. Yeah, them. sorry, you know, our bad bastards. Yeah. After Pelosi complains about the media not selling uh, the Democrat spending bill. You remember this? Was it last week or the week mm-hmm. before? Yeah. You guys just aren't doing a good enough job selling it. Yeah, that's not our job, <laughs> Puddin. Okay? That's not not what we do. Well, it is what we yeah, do. It is what we do. That's why she's so surprised. it's not what we're supposed to be doing. So I guess they got their marching orders. So CNN went out and put together some... Nice selling points for him on the Build Back Better plan. Oh, Build Back bullcrap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. On Sunday, CNN posted an analysis titled, Get Up to Speed, How the Spending Bill Would Change Your Life. (laughs) The article promoted 10 bold ideas included in the bill and went as far as to claim the bill could feed every hungry child in America. All right, let's do that. And bring kids out of poverty. So 
this is important. Well, why aren't we passing this then? The positive analysis of the Democrat legislation comes just a few days after Pelosi's complaint. Uh, and so now they're dutifully doing it. Good. So pathetic. Good, good. Well, I think you could all do a better job of selling it, to be frank with you, is what she said last <laughs> week. <laughs> and so they are. They're doing a better job of selling it. Good for you, yeah. CNN. Way to cave in. Fantastic. Yeah. Just to show, once again, that you're the propaganda arm of the Democrat Party. Uh, nice to have that confirmed again. Let me tell you about Omega XL. If uh, you've got pain in your life and you'd like to maybe do something about it, and you've probably tried everything by now, right? And say it's the non-steroidal, over-the-counter, uh, anti-inflammatories, all of that kind of stuff, and it doesn't work. Well, please give Omega XL a try. This helped me so much with my elbow pain. Uh, I got I don't know where the inflammation came from. It just got inflamed. And I finally decided, all right, I'm going to try it. Even though it's all natural, I'm going to try it. And I did. And after it built up in my system for a week, the pain subsided. And after two weeks, it was gone. And so I'm telling you, it's worth giving it a shot. It's all natural. It's not something you're going you're gonna to become addicted to or your body will be dependent upon. And to get you started, when you go to OmegaXL.com slash Pat right now and you buy your first bottle, they'll throw in a second one for free. That's OmegaXL.com slash Pat or 800-844-4888. is unleashed. Great to have you with us. Thanks for being here. Um, yeah, I was telling you about the Mansion 15% uh, billionaire patriotic tax. The thing is, he doesn't like what the Democrats are suggesting right now. He criticized their new tax proposal. Um. Uh, that, it, that it would target those with a billion dollars in wealth or people making at least $100 million in income. Now, you, it's unconstitutional to target certain sections of Americans. You can't do that. And yet, they keep doing it. But since he's uh, not a fan of the proposal, he said, I don't like it. I don't like the connotation that we're targeting different people. There are people that basically, they've contributed to society that create a lot of jobs and invest a lot of money and give to a lot of philanthropic pursuits. This is a Democrat talking. Mm -hmm. Amazing. He needs to change parties. Yeah. Yeah. And and, and what he's <clears throat> objecting, if I'm not mistaken from your quote there, it's what Yellen was saying the other day about the unrealized capital gains tax that they want to impose on billionaires. It's it's Listen it's to her ludicrous. plan. Oh yeah, here, gosh, this is good this is stuff. good. Well, oh, you say it's not um, I think what's under consideration is a proposal that uh, Senator Wyden and the Senate Finance Committee have been looking at that would um, impose um, a tax on unrealized capital gains um, on Wait, liquid what? assets held by extremely wealthy individuals, billionaires. Um, I wouldn't call <laughs> those that aren't a wealth liquid. Tax, but pause um, it for a it second. Would... She just contradicted yeah. the, yep. her point here. Yep, yep. Sure Unrealized did. capital gains are you know gains that you've made, but you haven't cashed it in, so you haven't realized the profit on them. And then she says, but they're on liquid assets. Uh, no, that's a lie. 
You can't have it both ways because the unrealized are not liquid. That's not that's ta- that's like what happened to Elon Musk the other day mm-hmm. when his stock went up thirty six point two billion dollars in one day. Yeah. Okay, but that's unrealized because he didn't cash that in. He didn't physically have thirty six billion dollars in his bank account now. Exactly. At what point do you tax the the stock value? Right. And so, what would you have to do if you're You'd have to cash in on your stocks. Well, I don't want to right now. When when I do, that's when you can tax me again. Unreal. On the double tax. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That that is, that exists. So you're there. taxed when you make the money, right? As an employee. Then you're taxed then when you're, it brings you more. Right. The capital gains dividends. after you cash out your stocks. They're saying we want to charge you a tax just because the, the the stock is doing well. Well, I don't have that money. So bad. Oh my. Gosh, this is insanity. So bad. So I don't think I don't think that Manchin is on board with that. But he said he wants to do some fifteen percent patriotic tax, and he didn't explain it. So I don't know what that entails. Manchin said that. Yeah. Oh no. Honey. Yeah, he doesn't want to do the unrealized, but he wants to do a fifteen percent oh, patriotic really? tax. Well, what the hell is what is that? Oh, gosh. what is that? He said we're basically trying to agree to a framework, and the president's been very clear. He'll go over to the House and he'll basically explain to the House that he has a framework, but there's still an awful lot of work to be done. And we're going to have to, ha- we're going to have something happen and you have to trust. No, uh, I have to trust. <laughs> or you have to trust Biden. <laughs> Either way, that doesn't work. No, no. He said the president's getting everything he has to make this happen. He's trying to meet everybody halfway. Bull crap. He's trying to meet people halfway. That's garbage. And they'll say that, you know, the billionaires have to have have to pay their fair share so that that money can go to, uh, you know, charity. It can go to other uh, social programs. But forcing people to pay money is, even if it's to help others, that's not charity. And it's not patriotic. It's theft, and it's immoral. Now, if they want to give money to people to help them out, and they do, they do it all the time, then that is charity. But when you force it out of their bank account because you're the U.S. government, that's not charity. And where would the money for, if you had to pay this tax on unrealized capital gains, where would that come from? I don't know. Like, seriously, like, like, okay, well... That's what I'm saying. You probably have to sell stock, right? It's madness. You'd have to sell stock and, then, and, and then liquidate get, your asset. And then you'd get charged the actual capital gains on on top exactly. of the... Exactly. Is, and a billionaire's tax now, apparently. I look forward to the day when we can get our mm. nation up to the status of a banana republic. <laughs> Something to look forward to. Those are lofty goals, Keith. Be careful. <laughs> All right. More Pat Gray Unleashed coming up. Gray. I am. Mm-hmm. That's accurate. We just fact-checked it. It's true. It's true. We're going to give it no Pinocchios. It's absolutely true. Yeah. Uh, let me start the hour by telling you about iTarget Pro. Because, uh, wow, firearms are important. They're important to protect yourself, your family, the nation. They're important just because you like to sh- go shoot. Hunting, fishing. Oh, you know, probably fish with the firearm. But well, I think that's illegal, uh, right? 
You can't shoot fish. (laughs) In a barrel. Uh, But practicing with iTarget Pro is so much fun. It's high-tech. It's really cool because in place of the actual bullet, you put a laser bullet in there, and that makes it safe. Then, Then you fire, and it shows where your shots land on the target, and no bullets go through your walls. No more inconvenient trips to the range or expensive practice ammunition, if you can even find it, especially now. With all the supply chain delays and and uh, and the and the fact that the Biden administration is putting pressure on the gun industry, it's just making everything much harder to find and much more expensive to own. So this is such a great way to go. It'll pay for itself in virtually one use. And dry fire training will help you develop muscle memory and sharpen your target reaction speed and all kinds of things. Comes in all the major calibers including 223 for your AR15. Um, go to itargetpro.com and save 10% right now. Plus, get free shipping when you use the offer code pad. Smartest way for you to practice and it pays for yourself again in one use. That's the letter I then targetpro.com itargetpro.com offer code pad. This is Pat Gray Unleashed. Also, some tweets. Digital Confusion 83 tweets. I hate to be the one to say it, but how long before the leftists banned those fathers from school property for intimidation or threats of violence? (laughs) It would be typical. So far, the school seems to like what's happened. After all, we've seen very recently what protecting our children looks like to A.G. Garland. Yeah, that's true. Petty Officer America. So Congress is trying to pass a tax the billionaires bill, which billionaires wrote, including their own tax loopholes, and paid Congress with their billionaire money to pass into law. Check, please. (laughs) Oops, all knows. Wait, all knows? All knows. What happened to the berries? I don't know. You ate them all yesterday when Jules gave Mm, you them. Pretty close. Poor Ron DeSantis is trying to fix national problems from a governor's position since our president seems disinterested. God bless him for trying, though. I'm a licking butter. Joe, do you really need 100 rounds? Come on, man. Me, do you really need a $3 million beachfront vacation home? Thank you. Come on, man. (laughs) With a wall. Yeah. Swank think we need to tax future salaries. I realize there's no guarantee that that there will be any, but uh, as it currently stands, uh, it will so pay up. Uh, I don't know. Just it's ridiculous. The whole, the whole situation where people don't seem to understand how even the market works anymore. They don't understand supply and demand. They don't understand that uh, if you just leave it alone, the free market system will correct all of this stuff. Yeah, but is my show streaming, though? Is your show streaming? Yeah, yeah. I mean, you know, just can I watch my uh, reality TV show? Yeah, you don't want to be bothered with yeah. all the details. Then I'm good. Yeah, you can watch Yeah, you can watch pretty much anything. Then I don't care. Whatever they do right. in DC doesn't affect me at all. <clears throat> Sadly, a lot of that goes on. Yep. But you know who's not going along to get along is NBA player slash, I guess he's a star up and coming, Ennis Cantor. Mm. calling out China repeatedly. Repeatedly. Oh. The first one I saw him call out China for was uh, Tibet, the free Tibet thing. But he's hit him on absolutely everything. The Uyghurs. Uh, he's calling out Nike now. Oh, nice. This guy's pretty fearless. 
He was blasting Xi Jinping as a brutal dictator. This week, he ripped Nike as hypocrites, which they are, for being silent on issues in China. He said, Nike stands with Black Lives Matter, which we can debate another time on the wisdom of that. Nike stands with Stop Asian Hate. Nike stands with the Latino community, and Nike stands with the LGBTQ community. But when it comes to China, Nike remains silent. Right. You're scared to speak up, he said of Nike. Who makes your shoes in China? Do you even know? Of course they know. Of course they know who's making their shoes. There are so many forced labor factories in China. For instance, Uyghur forced labor. A modern-day slavery, and it's happening right now in China. (laughs) This is why China refuses now to broadcast any uh, Boston Celtics game. Oh, because of this guy? Yeah. Because uh-huh. of Ennis Cantor. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I yep. They're the bully with thin skin. Oh, my gosh. And they can't. Yeah. Uh, we can dish it out. Yeah. But we can't take a single my. thing. Of course, Nike's one of the NBA's biggest sponsors, and both organizations feed off their partnerships with China. Many NBA players continue to profit off sneakers. You're kidding. Huh. Not people like LeBron James, right? Mm-hmm. And that's why LeBron is so concerned about freedom and, and not and not being oppressive, except when it comes to China. Hmm. Isn't that fascinating? <laughs> Cantor said, every time you put those shoes on your feet or you put that T-shirt on your back, there are so many tears and so much oppression and so much blood behind it all. This guy's really brave. Uh, NBA commissioner... Adam Silver has supported the league's relationship with China. Of course he does. Despite deplorable human rights issues within the country, Silver has claimed the league's relationship with the dictatorship can play a productive role in helping the U.S. and China understand each other. (laughs) Isn't that great? Thanks, Adam. That's good stuff. Sounds like a leader. Yeah. As long as they continue to make inroads in China, they they couldn't care less. These people don't care about oppression. They don't care about freedom. And that's so obvious when it comes to China. If it dents their pocketbook, forget it. They're not going to mention it. And they don't. So let's maybe not look to the NBA for leadership on that kind of thing. It's, you know, uh, probably not the wisest. We also have another uh, mansion issue here. Joe's doing a lot of things. Right now he says the IRS snooping the bank thing where they monitor your bank account if you have $10,000 going in and out during the course of a year. Who doesn't? Seriously, if you have a job, if you're an adult, you have $10,000 going in and out of your account every year. Uh, But he says it won't be in the final Biden bill. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's a little bit of hope. They're going to do this anyway, man. He said... uh, he dubbed Biden's IRS bank reporting proposal as Uncle Sam's going to be watching, calling the notion screwed up. Um, he said Tuesday that the controversial IRS bank reporting proposal will not be included in the final draft. Manchin's comments came during an Economic Club of Washington, D.C. event two days after he met with the president in Delaware. I bet that was fun. Yeah. You know, you don't go to the president's house and then come out saying, "Nope, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna vote for that bill." It just it doesn't happen, sadly. 
I said, do you understand how messed up that is to think that Uncle Sam's going to be watching? That's what he said to Biden. I told him, this cannot happen. This is screwed up. What did Biden say to that? Well, let's see. Staffers of the meeting were reportedly looking at each other back and forth, Manchin said, before revealing Biden, saying, I think Joe's right on that. I think Joe's right on that. In other words... Biden is a an empty vessel, as we've discussed, mm-hmm. for Marxist policies. Mm-hmm. He signs off on them. He had no clue it was in there until Manchin said it, and he's like, oh, "That may well be." Yeah, I think. Might be. I think Joe's yeah, right. That's right. That's not good. Uh, I don't think he knows why it's not good. And that th- it's a violation of the Fourth Amendment. Right, and this stuff would just skate through. Biden sign here if not for people <clears throat> like Manchin and Cinema slowing down the process and bringing this stuff up. Because otherwise, he would mm-hmm. just be like, where do I sign for my pudding? Oh, no question. Ugh. Let me just read the Fourth Amendment. Just mm. for fun. Yeah, it's just, good. I wonder if anybody's ever read it. Has anyone ever read the Fourth Amendment? Because I, it seems to be violated every day. One of my favorite things, whenever I think of the Fourth Amendment, I think of the guy at the airport who wrote it you know, like in ink or metallic or whatever on his body. So he went through the scanner mm-hmm. so that the TSA agents could read it. Oh, that's cool. Mm-hmm. The right of the people to be secure in their persons, houses, papers, and effects. Okay, so that includes your bank account. Mm -hmm. Against any reasonable search or seizure shall not be violated, and no warrants shall issue but upon probable cause. Mm -hmm. Supported by oath or affirmation, and particularly describing the place to be searched and the persons or things to be seized. Now, on both civil asset forfeiture and this new banking situation with the IRS, wildly unconstitutional, obviously. You don't have to be a constitutional scholar from Harvard <laughs> Law to figure that one out. Yeah, and, and, and the Cliff Notes version of this uh, Fourth Amendment is, unless you have a judge's okay, back off my stuff. Yeah, right. And this could apply to NSA spying on Americans as well, right? Yes. So, yes. It's a very sacred. Well, they're all sacred, but it, it is. But this mm-hmm. is particularly so right now because it's being violated so much. It's like we've just ignored it. Because this violates innocent until proven guilty. Uh huh. Right? I mean, it's just like it you does. need to presume that I'm innocent yes. until you can prove otherwise. And, and they, t- they try to justify it by saying, well, we'll catch more criminals this way. We'll catch the cheaters. <sighs> I'm sorry. No, you can't compromise everybody's freedom and security and privacy issues for an effort to get the few bad guys. Find another way. Geofencing. Which they do that too. Mm-hmm. Geofencing is chilling. It's really chilling. Do we have what uh who was it that said the most chilling comment we've heard was it yelling yesterday rob i told you to keep it uh handy was that was that yelling uh if you have that handy play it now where she's talking about um <clears throat> have we played it on the show before yeah we played it yesterday oh i don't remember yelling and i specifically today. said to rob yeah keep that one handy because that's going to come up a lot and so if it were to play now... I just don't remember handy. yelling on yesterday's program. It might not have been yelling. It's Walensky. Thank you. Yes. Yes. So we believe it is very important oh, yeah. to get these people vaccinated. <clears throat> there is a plan. Um, mm-hmm. Should There's these plan. people not want to be vaccinated right. towards education towards. and counseling Pause. to get people the information... Okay. <laughs> There's, a, There's a plan. <laughs> 
you know, as we're talking unconstitutional yeah. uh, problems right now. We just had that yesterday. We've got all of this today going on with the banking situation and uh, with the civil asset forfeiture situation. And they're just uh, seriously setting fire to the U.S. Constitution. We must stand up and say, stop. Mm-hmm. No, this is unacceptable and we're not going to do it. Show us your plan. Yeah. What is your plan to re-educate Americans? Because their plan, Pat, and <clears throat> it just it trumps the Constitution. Exactly. Don't get in the way of their plan for they you. They think it does. Mm-hmm. Play this from the top again, Rob. <clears throat> Robin Willis. No, not So we Robin. believe it is very important <laughs> to get these people vaccinated. This is a there different is a plan. Um, Should these people not want to be vaccinated uh-huh. towards education and counseling to right. get people the information they need so that they are feeling comfortable in getting vaccinated? Okay, so they can, you know, uh, think they're not going to get the vaccine, but we just need to get them comfortable with getting the vaccine. They're, because not getting the vaccine just is not an option for you. I'm sorry. No. And in fact, I'm not even sorry. But we got a plan in place. We're going to re-educate you until such time as you become comfortable. Now, if you never become comfortable, hmm. And we're going to have to talk about some other kinds of solutions we'd really rather not have to get into right now. Oh? So, well, yeah. Can you give me a... Uh, no. No no hints or nothing? It travel. It, it involves travel. It involves travel. <laughs> yeah. Like we put you on a train. And, uh, you know, so, I mean, if you well, like train rides, it might be fun for you for a well, few minutes. the leaves are turning. <laughs> I'd like a nice little northeast. Yeah, I'm not sure where the camp is that we're going to send you to. but it, Wait, now we're doing camp? Yeah, you get to go to a camp. We'll put you on a train that takes Aren't you to I a camp. A little old for camp? No, no, you're never too old for this kind of camp. Hmm. This is a fun, 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 fun adult camp that you're gonna love. An adult camp? Yeah. Oh boy, am I gonna have to yeah. work at this camp? Because I'm not doing that. Might be some labor involved. Yeah. No, maybe it's possible. I want to chill out, man. There might be some rocks in the area to break up. Oh my gosh, not sure. But seriously, what kind of conversation are we gonna have about this government a year from now, sitting here on the eve of midterm elections? Mm-hmm. It's impossible to tell because it truly is. We couldn't have foreseen any of this. This is just crazy stuff. Absolutely crazy. All right. Let me tell you about uh, masterworks.io. There's a financial war against the middle class right now, one that's threatening to wipe out your wealth. Nobody's asking about it, but you see it everywhere. Gas prices are the highest they've been now in over seven years. Food prices, highest in a, over a decade. And the cost of housing is untouchable for so many people. It's no surprise hardworking Americans just can't get ahead. But what if I told you there's an asset you can invest in to not only hedge your wealth, but also potentially grow it? In fact, these assets outperform the S&P 500 by 174% from 95 to 2020. And Larry Fink, the CEO of BlackRock, said it's one of the best stores of wealth today. Would you be surprised if I told you it's contemporary art? The ultra-wealthy have placed their bets on art for centuries. And until a year ago, you would have needed at least $100 million to add quality art. But all that's changed now to Silicon Valley's newest $1 billion startup, Masterworks. Now you can invest in the same art collected by billionaires for a fraction of the price. Demand for this amazing platform is higher than ever, but you can join the 220,000 users 
with my special URL. Go to masters, masterworks.io slash unleashed to skip the wait list. That's masterworks.io slash unleashed. See the important disclosures at masterworks.io slash disclaimer. Pat Gray is unleashed. Uh, just a, another little example of government and and their corporate allies intruding in every single aspect of our lives, sticking their nose where they don't belong. Uh, one of our faithful uh, Pat heads. Um, Monique Battaglia Mm -hmm. sent us a little recording Chase Bank sent her. Apparently Chase wants to know her forms of income or whatever. I've never seen this before. Nope. And I bank at Chase and I I don't, they haven't I'd be really pissed. I'm pissed at them anyway for other things but um, (laughs) (laughs) I would be out of my mind with this. Listen to this Listen to this intrusive call. Good afternoon. This is Lakeisha with Chase Bank Executive Office, and this message is for Monique Bataglia. Mm -hmm. I am calling to follow up with you about the complaint that we received about you not wanting to be asked to provide additional information about your income. Yeah. Why? Why do you need that? Seriously, why do you need that? Um, To the bank. Unless you're applying for a loan, obviously then they're going to need your income information. You know, is that is she applying for a loan? No. No, this is just to have her money in the account or whatever, right? We do thank you for sharing your concerns. But I did want to call just to let you know that the agreement we have with each other when you open your account mm. is that mm. it is our responsibility to obtain personal information about you. We may even require <laughs> Wait, additional information about you or any person associated with you or with the account. Or we, we can get any information, additional information we want about you or about anyone around you if they're associated in any way with you. What? What? When or after you open the account to make sure we comply with our Know Your Customer requirement. With your Know Your Customer requirement. So Hmm. we may even restrict or close your account if we're unable to get the information we need to satisfy our KYC requirements. And you can find this in the deposit agreement. You were provided a copy of the agreement when you opened the account. Okay, and so on and so forth. And then she gives her number there. Uh, Why do you need... Maybe somebody can... You know, there's a banker who can shed some light on why they need that. Yeah. Why why do you need that information? Isn't... I may be mistaken here. Isn't Know Your Customer, isn't that to uh, stop any kind of uh, money laundering or terrorism-related activities? And again... Maybe, but again... Turned on Americans. They cast too wide a net Mm -hmm. on that. Leave the rest of us alone. You know, if you have some concerns about certain people, fine. Get a warrant and then, you know, do whatever investigating you need to do. But you don't just, on innocent law-abiding customers, just start demanding to know everything in their lives. There's no reason for it. Madness. There's no reason for it. That is, I mean, that's crazy. Wow. Uh, 888-900-3393. Here we are. And here we are. Here here we are. Former uh, MSNBC host has been slammed for calling Condi Rice. (laughs) I love this. A soldier for white supremacy. And now with Condi Rice, you may have noticed um, Hmm? she's not white. 
Oh, is that right? Yeah. I'm colorblind. I, I didn't notice. She's she's a black woman. Okay. So so they're mad huh. about what she said on The View then? this uh, Is this Touré? Yeah, about critical race theory, but Touré, yeah, who used <laughs> to be a host at MSNBC. He's good. I didn't know his last name was Neblet. Touré Neblet. No. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> okay, I didn't know that either. No wonder why he just goes by Touré. He said Condoleezza Rice's recent appearance on The View was offensive and disgusting for many reasons, but she was who we thought she was, a soldier for white supremacy. Her thoughts on critical race theory are completely white-centric, as in they revolve around the thoughts and needs of white people. Because she doesn't want white kids feeling bad that they're white? Uh, Right. That makes her a soldier for white supremacy. Shut up, niblet. (laughs) Do we have... Her, yeah, let's what see she said, yeah. uh, here's what she uh, said the whole issue on The View. Critical race theory and what is and is not being taught. Uh, I come out of an academic uh, institution and uh, this is a, something that academics debate. What is the role of race and so forth? And, and let me be very clear. I grew up in segregated Birmingham, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Um, I couldn't go to a movie theater or to a restaurant with my parents. I went to segregated schools till we moved to Denver. Mm-hmm. My parents never thought I was going to grow up in a world without prejudice, but they also told me that's somebody else's problem, not yours. You're going to overcome it, and you are going to be anything you want to be. And that's the message that I think we How ought to be sending they tell kids. You that? One of the worries that I have about the way that we're, we're talking about race mm-hmm. is that it either seems so big that somehow white people now have to feel guilty for everything that happened in the past. I, yeah. I don't think that's very productive. That's white-centric or right there. black people have to feel disempowered by Or race. black people feel disempowered, right? I would like right? black kids uh-huh. to be completely empowered. Me too. To know that they are beautiful in their blackness. Yes. Mm-hmm. But in order to do that, I don't have to make white kids feel bad. For Thank you! So somehow this is a conversation that has gone in the wrong direction. Obviously, a soldier for white supremacy yeah. there. She didn't want white people to feel bad. Mr. Why? Tor- Mr. Torre. Uh, he wants white people to feel bad, yeah. obviously. Mr. Torre Niblet, he uh, apparently attended uh, prep academies in the Northeast. <laughs> Did he? Yeah. Hmm. Interesting. And he also said that uh, Jewish Holocaust survivors, quote, benefited from the power of whiteness, end quote. Oh, my God. I don't understand that one at uh, all. Oh, wow. Jeez. He's good. How do get away with that stuff? It's just incredible. All right, we're going to talk to Hillary Kennedy uh, about a number of things next on Pack Ray Unleashed. Pat Gray returns. Great to have you with us. Great to have Hillary Kennedy from the 4-Minute Buzz with us. Welcome. Thanks for having me back. Uh, so we're not actually here to talk about, I don't even know if there's a UFC event coming up, but you're not actually here to talk about that this time. No, for once yeah. I'm talking about something else. Um, uh, are, are there, is there a, an event of any note coming up? My husband's been following, but if it's not one of the big fighters, I, I don't yeah. watch a lot of the amateurs or the up and comers unless he tells me like, this is the one to keep your eye on. Mm, okay. Would you go back and so, watch if there's a lot of blood on the mat? A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> If it's extra bloody, I will watch. Okay. <laughs> That's great. Uh, all right. Things are uh, are getting extra bloody in politics. And uh, it's so bad that this commercial was denied by Comcast Cable. Comcast said, man, we're not running that. Um, and this is the Maddie commercial. So yeah. ex- explain what this is about, Keith. So we have had in the past, you know, uh, there were some Senate hearings where victims 
of uh, the vaccine um, have been invited to give their uh, you know their their take on what mm-hmm. they experienced. And one of those girls is Maddie DeGarry, who was a 13-year-old who volunteered to be a test subject for the, uh, I think it was yeah, Pfizer. Yeah, why did, why did she and her parents Apparently her agree entire family, the entire family did this, huh. and um, they don't even know, they can't get an admission of who has the vaccine in their family, who was given the placebo. Mm. Uh, but sure. Manny, Maddie uh, developed some issues afterwards. Yes, right? and, and so, um, so now the mom is just trying to warn parents everywhere, like, hey... Just uh, think about this before you uh, get this vaccine. And, you know, can we get some help here, President Biden? And And this has been banned. Comcast will not air this. Check this out. President Biden, this is Maddie. She's 13 and wants to be a nurse. When the COVID vaccine became available, she volunteered for the Pfizer clinical trial. She wanted to help. This is her now. There are others across the country like her, but they are ignored by the FDA and the media. You said it was safe. Maddie stepped up to help America. Mm. Who's going to step up to help Maddie? Paid for by the Vaccine Safety Research. Wow. So as a mother with a, a young child, your son is what, three now? He's three. Mm. It's hard to believe it's been three years. I know. That's really incredible. But are you a little nervous about about these vaccines and the mandates and all of that? Very nervous. I I was nervous about vaccines long before this happened because I felt like they were giving so many to infants at one time. So we opted to do a delayed schedule where he only got a few at a time. So we have to go back more Mm. frequently. But I just felt like spacing them out would be a better way to go. Uh, So I was already concerned about how many things they're giving young children to begin with. But now with this, it's just so untested. And they've had so many instances of that myocarditis, the inflammation of the heart, especially in young Mm -hmm. males, which concerns Mm me. So he's in a, a private Christian preschool right now. And I don't know if they require it. I don't know. I've never considered homeschooling in my life, but I may have to. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. You don't want him to get the vaccine. No. If it becomes available to younger kids. I don't. Absolutely yeah. not. I've just, I've read too much. I've done too much research on this. But again, it's hard to find. My issue with it, if they are so confident that the vaccine is, works, that it's, that you're better off getting it than not getting it, then why are they suppressing the other side or the other opinions? If you're confident mm-hmm. something really works and it's truthful. You should be able to hold up to absolutely. some of the criticism and the questions that absolutely. people have. Yeah, but since but they're, they're suppressing not. all of that, that that should make everyone's spidey sense go up. Yeah, it does. So it actually does. Yeah, and and the FDA, mm-hmm. you know, had a, a Zoom call recently where all a bunch of doctors were getting around talking about, hey, you know, what's next? Uh, what are we going to do? We got the kids. We got to test. Mm-hmm. And this one doctor's comment really stood out. If you want to play this clip, because yeah, let's see it from the FDA. Yeah, doctor. listen to what's next for kids. Thanks, Doctor Monto. Uh, the um this is a much tougher one, I think, than we had expected uh, coming into it. Uh, this is a doctor. Data show that the vaccine works and it's pretty safe, at least by immune abridging and, and even by some clinical data, uh, some early clinical data. And yet, we're worried about all of these. Um, we're worried about a side effect that we can't measure yet, mm-hmm. um, and, and but it's, it's probably real. Probably and real. we are we see a benefit that isn't the same as it is in older age groups. So for me, I think it's going to revolve around two questions. First off, how whether there is going to be a use for this vaccine in this age group, and then 
the how the decision gets made use it in that, in, in, uh, within the state troop. And I think what sways me here is that it's, it's a very sort of personal choice. If I had a child who had Whoa. who was a transplant recipient, I would really want to be able to use a vaccine like this. Mm-hmm. And there are certainly kids who probably should be vaccinated. It's a long question. Um, the question of how broadly we use it, though, I think is a substantial one. Mm-hmm. Um, and I know it's not our question, but I, I, I and I know we're kind of punting that mm-hmm. uh, to uh, ACIP. Um, but I, I, I do think that it's a relatively close call, and as Dr. Levy just said, as Dr. Gann said, it, it really is going to be a question of what the prevailing conditions are. But we're never going to learn about how safe the vaccine is unless we start giving it. Yeah, that's just the way it goes. Okay, so we're never going to learn about it unless we start giving it. That's just the way it goes, man. So we're the we're the test animals. Your kids, right? We're the animal trials. The FDA phase is admitting that look, we're just not going to know mm-hmm. until the kids start getting the shot. That's terrifying to me. <laughs> it is. I, the, it the, is. There are so many people with that attitude, and that's yeah. what we keep seeing. And the more we keep hearing that, people, it's going to normalize it. And people are going to think, well, this is the only way. It is not the only way. I looked up the numbers. There's over 800,000 plus individuals who reported adverse effects after the vaccine. Over 17,000 deaths. That's just not a risk I'm willing to is take. Is that on the VAERS site? Yes, over 800,000 individuals reported adverse effects on the CDC VAERS database. Ah, that's amazing. The, I mean, this train wow. is, is going to continue barreling down the tracks, and they're already talking about how by the end of the year mm-hmm. they want infants to be able to get the shot. And I, I contend by the end of 2022, they're not going to let you in some parts of the country take your baby home from the hospital without getting a COVID-19 shot. That's my prediction. I mean, would that surprise anybody with the rate we're going right now that they wouldn't let you take your baby home without a vaccine? totally happening i mean i guess as a parent what i don't understand is i don't see them promoting anything to do with overall immune health i don't hear them talking about take lots of vitamin c give your child lots of vitamin d make sure they get out and get in the sunshine get plenty of sleep get regular exercise eat fruits and vegetables all things that we should be doing anyway to build natural immunity but you Mm -hmm. hear so few people talking about that and the ones that do they pull them off social media platforms they pull those videos been a thing that dr fauci has avoided is discussing natural or immunity, mm-hmm. you know, inside your body. He did this with AIDS. He's done it now. I mean, this is his thing where he never even talks about that common sense stuff right. that we're taught. That doesn't make anybody any money. So <laughs> that's right. Hey, oh, there yep. it is. Follow the money trail. Mm-hmm. It's always about that. Oh man, it's agonizing. All right, we know you got to prepare for the four minute buzz, but thanks for coming yeah, in. Yeah, thanks for having me back in. Um, one more question though on your on your child's school, do they make it more of the mask? No, not right now. We've had our fingers crossed that it'll stay that way. Do you think that when the vaccine is available for infants to everybody, uh, will they require that at your school, do you think? I don't know. We've we've been concerned about it. They have sent out several messages asking parents, how do you feel about the masks oh, and polling us routinely? So I guess there's Police enough parents that have said, right. So that's I been nice. I you've responded, haven't you? Oh, we've definitely responded. <laughs> <laughs> so if they ask us the same thing about the vaccine, I, I know exactly what I'll say. Yeah. All right. Thanks, Hillary. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it. 888 If you're trying to sell your home, uh, you need a, a really good realtor to who is going to help you through the process. Somebody who is going to uh, be able to advise you on the things you should do to get your house ready to sell. Because that's a big deal. Not only do you have to pack up all your stuff and all of that, but you got to make decisions on whether or not your house is updated enough to sell for the most money avail- uh, possible. 
and in the in the fastest amount of time because those are related if it just sits there the price is going to go down real estate agents i trust these are the agents who know your market they they're the ones who drive around with the home buyers they know how to advise you and what's what's going to be uh give you a nice return on your investment and what isn't what you should just leave uh maybe just sell it as is maybe that's the best way to go real estate agents i trust the name says it all real estate agents i trust.com returns seattle elementary school canceled its halloween parade this year because it marginalizes students of color who don't celebrate the holiday so wait yeah what now? the students of color you know who don't celebrate halloween halloween's not wait what <laughs> i didn't realize it didn't was either. a white festival really huh the decision to cancel the pumpkin parade where students can dress up in Halloween costumes, came from the racial equity team. Oh, you got to have a racial equity team on campus. At Benjamin Franklin Day Elementary School after five years of discussion. (laughs) (laughs) What? There are numerous community and neighborhood events where students and families who wish can participate in Halloween, but we're just not going to here. Historically, the pumpkin parade marginalizes students of color who do not celebrate the holiday. Specifically, these students have requested to be isolated on campus while the event takes place. So they canceled it. So nobody gets to enjoy it because a couple of students aren't going to participate. How bizarre is that? And since when is this? Is Halloween a racial issue? This is weird, man. What BIPOCs? Don't participate in Halloween. Can somebody enlighten me on that? Triple eight nine hundred thirty three ninety three. I really want to know what Black Indigenous people of color don't celebrate Halloween. So they spent five years discussing this, and then they just concluded, yeah. ah, just get rid of it. Ah, stop doing it. And wait, the name of the school is Benjamin Franklin Day. Yes. I can't find a person named Benjamin Franklin Day. I found that January seventeenth is actually Benjamin Franklin Day. Mm-hmm. But I'm surprised that the, the, the school is still named uh, after a founding father. Yeah, I am too. That's that's the I most shocking detail in this story. But I have never, ever once heard that Halloween is not a holiday for everybody. Producer Rob says uh, they can't afford costumes. <laughs> if that's the implication, again, that's, that is racism. Well, that's a Joe Biden quote, effectively. Yeah, it is. Yes, it is. Oh, my. But they go on to say, Halloween is a very complex issue for schools. (laughs) Yes, I agree. This event marginalized our students of color. (laughs) Several of our students historically opted for an alternate activity in the library. Well, let them. Did they die from it? (laughs) Let them. What a world, man. While the pumpkin parade took place, they were in the library. So what? This was an isolating situation and not consistent with our values of being an inclusive and safe space for all our students. Uh, Especially students of color and those with a sensitivity to all the noise and excitement of the parade. Okay, stop it. Wait, you can't handle the noise 
Yeah, I mean, or the excitement of a parade. And if your kid has that sensory issue, then stay in the library. Go to the library, please. Stop. <laughs> I mean, th- this is. I mean, this right here is Stupid. a microcosm of our country and the way it it's is. operated. Yeah, it right? It's yes. Tyranny of the minority. Yes. If there was ever minority rule in a country, it is happening right now in this one. Mm. Uh, let's see. Some people weren't exactly excited about it. Dave Malkin, whose seven-year-old son attends uh, BF Day, <laughs> uh, called the decision, quote, an exercise in affluent white vanity that is wokeism. That's right. Yes, thank you. I don't see any way in which this actually addresses any inequities to the extent that there are any inequities. You know, this just seems like grandstanding on behalf of the principal and staff who are predominantly white. And they're making decisions for BIPOCs who probably haven't even complained. Have any black indigenous people of color complained about the, you know, I don't, I don't like the noise going on with the parade. It scares me scares me maybe you could stay home that day huh well if you don't want to be in the library how about you stay home on halloween or the day you celebrate with the parade i mean i think that's pretty cool though that they had a parade at all i never got a halloween parade no i didn't either i didn't either maybe that's the bigger issue maybe the all the kids in the school (laughs) need to be i don't know in class learning (laughs) yeah that is true we somehow survived without a halloween parade now I'm no. a little bitter. But the BIPOCs at my schools, I know they were all uncomfortable with Halloween. We did have Halloween decorations. I do remember that. And I remember looking around at the BIPOCs mm-hmm. and seeing how uncomfortable they were with the whole situation. Were they trembling? Yes. Oh, no. Like Vomiting, we're... trembling. So wait, were they uncomfortable that there was a parade they couldn't be a part of or, you know, the decorations and stuff? Mm-hmm. Or were they scared? Maybe, it was... or that there was only one of them in a school <laughs> of, of several. Okay, well, I mean, that's... hundred. Welcome to Montana, right? <laughs> no, it, I, maybe they were just maybe he. Uh uh-huh. Yeah, I think so. Maybe he was just scared. Uh-huh. Maybe that's why. Maybe, he, from, yeah, the, maybe. from the the spooks and stuff, you know, the mm-hmm. ghouls and everything. Right, the vampires, the mm-hmm. ghosts, the goblins. Right. Halloween's overrated, though. Let's let's be honest. I don't care. Yeah, it's just you, you know. Not a BIPOC issue, but an actual, like a religious issue. There are people mm. who who are confused uh, about Halloween and whether or not it's something, yeah, as Christians, you should celebrate. Oh. Now, for me, I'm like, eh, yeah, let's well, do it. Whatever. But uh, okay, I like Halloween. And in my family, we like Halloween. But some feel like it's kind of, you know, evil, that you're glorifying evil. Yeah. And so they don't participate. But that has nothing to do with whiteness or blackness right. or Hispanicness. It has something to do with religiosity. I just Which I, makes a little bit more sense to me. I just don't like dressing up. Hey, remember I don't either. That, that clip we had of Ted Cruz mm-hmm. earlier? Mm-hmm. I want you to read the banner on CNN right now, Pat. Read that. Sorry, Ted Cruz Nazi salutes at school <laughs> school board meetings aren't normal. Oh, it's a dumb That's fact That's what guy. they took out of it. That's kind Ted Cruz didn't say they were normal. What he said was, it's not a surprise that somebody Nazi saluted you because they're comparing you to the Nazis. Because you're forcing them to do things they don't want to do. And you're forcing curriculum on them that they don't want forced on on their children. 
So they zig heiled the, the dumb school board. It doesn't mean they were praising Nazis. It means just the opposite. You'd... It's called sarcasm oh to make a point. And this guy's going on oh, and on and on and on and on about it. What's his name? What's this douche's name? Does I anybody forget. know? He, it's embarrassing, though. He's embarrassing. Morning douche on CNN. That's his name. Oh, gosh. He's always up there complaining <laughs> about something. Yeah, he was on about nine times a day when Trump was in office. Yeah. But ever since, ever since then, he, he can only find a few, well, like this. Sorry, Ted Cruz. Nazi salutes at school board meetings aren't normal. Oh, jeez. Okay. Okay. That, that, that's what you took out of that? You didn't take the fact that uh, mm. uh, these parents are concerned about what's going on in the schools? Like, you know, rapes? <laughs> yeah. No, no. Right. We're, no, we're, we're going to take out of context something Ted Cruz said about Nazi salutes. Shut up, you. So stupid. Oh, jeez. How do you get through it when you've got people that are just they're just evil? Because he knows that's not what Ted Cruz was doing. Yep. He knows that wasn't to glorify a Nazi salute or normalize it. It was somebody who's pissed and saying that you guys are acting like Nazis. That's what that's what was going on there. So it wasn't a positive thing about Nazis. It was a negative thing about Nazis. Hashtag reality check, Pat. Yeah, he's so bad. He's so bad. Uh, by the way, Nicole Hannah-Jones admits that her, uh, wasn't it a Pulitzer Prize winning effort? <laughs> yeah. 1619 Project uh-huh. is a useful political narrative. Wait. So it's not history. I thought I was just setting the record straight on American history. Pat. Yeah, she's admitted this before, that it's not history. Oh. And yet it's being taught in schools. On October 13th, the Roosevelt Institute awarded the New York Times, Nicole Hannah-Jones, the Freedom of Speech Award, one of their four Freedoms Awards. In her accepted speech, she revealed the truth about her ahistorical 1619 project as well as the Orwellian nature of the award she received. Hannah Jones has a way of letting slip her true goals. The 1619 Project was published in New York Times Magazine to commemorate the 400-year anniversary of the arrival of the first Africans in Jamestown, where it reframed American history by replacing 1776 with 1619, obviously, and uh, our real founding as a slaveocracy really began (laughs) it's a slaveocracy yeah yeah (laughs) in her remarks she can she confirmed this project is actually advocacy journalism she gave the game away when calling the project a narrative she also noted the narrative allows for policy the policy she was referring to was reparations of course and don't forget the first slave owner on this continent black was a black man named anthony johnson yeah don't it's not is that in that is that in the the 1619 curriculum Mm, probably not Mm. now i haven't read the whole curriculum but i'm my guess is Uh my guess is no no the bestowal of the roosevelt institute award came only weeks after hannah jones gave the annual cops freedom of the press lecture at cornell and served as featured speaker at banned books week events the stream of accolades is astounding, but they have much to do with the image of persecuted speaker of truth, Hannah Jones, and the, you know, the whole persona she has cultivated through the social media and her TV appearances, and it's despicable. 
and literally hundreds of schools, if not thousands now, have adopted the 1619 Project as history and are teaching it in school. <laughs> oh, boy. I want to look that up because I would like to know. that That's going to be a depressing number. How many schools... Uh, have adopted it? Yeah. Yeah, if you can quickly find that, that would be interesting to know. I'm not seeing it, but I am seeing that in mm. large school districts like Buffalo, Newark, Chicago, and elsewhere have Washington, D.C. Have accepted have, it. Adopted it. Yeah. Can you imagine that? <laughs> Admittedly, and again, I've heard her say this before. She has said this before. It wasn't just October 13th of this year that she said it. It's well known that that's not a history of the United States. It's her perspective on the history of the United States of America. And to say that the founding happened on 1619 is just flat out false. It was a British colony in 1619. It wasn't even America. So that's your first little problem there. Oh, boy. First little issue. As of July of last year... 4,500 schools. 4,500, wow. And that was over a year ago. Oh, my God. God only knows how many now. They accept it as history. Mm-hmm. Her narrative. That's really bad. So that just goes to show what we've been talking about. A uh, lot of problems. A lot of problems at our school system. Maybe you should homeschool. Um, oh, let me just really quickly, because this is fun. Let's just end on a fun note. One of the greatest defensive plays of all time happened at a high school game. uh, Cathedral Prep was playing Meadville. I have not seen this. And here's what happened. Watch watch this defensive play. Whoa! (laughs) So this this linebacker... Run it back again real quick. Oh, wow! This linebacker receives the pitch, intercepts it. There you guys look at him time it. And he's gone for a touchdown the other way so the quarterback goes to pitch it to the running back but the linebacker knows exactly what's coming and he runs between the two snatches it out times it perfectly and goes for a touchdown that was awesome really cool yeah all right we'll be back uh, tomorrow with more on trivia speaking of football right here